Have you ever wanted to raise your hand and ask a question during the Sunday morning sermon? Are you looking for a place to find real hope? Join us on the Real Life Living in the Here and Now podcast as we tackle life's most unwelcome questions and learn to live free and real. Each week we take on a subject that cuts through the hype and deals with the hurt and brokenness everyone has but doesn't know where to begin. And now let's join your host, Joe Farmer, as he gets real with himself, with God, and with you. Thank you for joining us to, on another episode of Real Life Living in the Here and Now. This is Joe Farmer, your host, and with me today is my very good friend, Jamie Couch, uh, with Journey Community Church, among other things. Uh, kind of reminds me of that uh, old Loon Tunes commercial where Bugs Bunny's playing baseball. He's, Bugs Bunny on first, Bugs Bunny on second. So that's kind of Jamie. He's like me. You wear a lot of different hats, but thanks for coming on today, man. It's my pleasure, Joe. Glad to be here. Yeah, I, I finally got to come down and uh, and uh, visit you on Journey Community Church there and uh, see what you're doing and hoping to get a little more involved uh, in what you're doing in Monticello. Really excited about that and and uh, thankful that God's placed you guys there. I know um, we're, I'm going to be a part of that community um full time uh april 1st of next year so um hoping to get more involved in what you guys are doing but uh if you wouldn't mind let's take a minute and talk about uh journey community church um as you know as i know uh if you're going to start uh any type of work the one of the first questions is why Mm -hmm. you know especially in the area where we live um people want to know well there's so many churches and why do we need another church so how do you answer that you know why can journey community church and why monticello kentucky sure uh, that's a good question joe and i asked the same question so uh it's a very why, why very, me lord why me lord <laughs> uh, very legitimate question uh among many other questions but uh but yeah let me go back and then go forward so um back in 2011 god called us um to to church planting and uh, it was a it was a leap it was something we absolutely knew nothing about. Still know very little, uh, but we've made enough mistakes that we, uh, <laughs> we've we learned a few things. Amen. Um, what we've learned, too, is that there's no church plant that is the same. They're all different and tailored by God through the Spirit to that community's needs. Uh, so we don't carbon copy these things. Uh, it doesn't work that way. But uh, back in 2011, we, we launched our, 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 with some friends our, our first, uh, we were a part of a launch of our first church plant in Berea, Kentucky. Uh, a couple years later, we launched another outreach church in uh, Mount Vernon, Kentucky, a Cross Point Church. We then um, uh, transitioned into an established church for three years, New Life Church in Ferguson, Kentucky. Great, great bunch of people. Um, but uh, it, while we were there, we actually launched another outreach church over in Hyden, Kentucky, uh, up around the Rock House area. And so uh, uh, while we were there, we helped a, a launch uh, get started. And then God called us back out into the, to the weeds, um, the jungle. And I wasn't comfortable in the, in, the, um, in the established church. God was calling us out, and thank God for that. So, um, you know, as we transitioned out from the established church, which was growing and great, uh, why would you leave all these amenities and go back into not knowing week to week uh, if you're going to have the rent or et cetera? Right. And um, so the why. 
before we planted, I went up to Boston, met with a church planter there just for some perspective and to get uh, uh, to see what was going on in, in the inner city because we didn't know where we were going to plant. And uh, he asked me the question, why would you plant a church in Kentucky where there is a church on every corner? I said, it's a great question. My question back was, is there really a church on every corner? Right. Uh, right. Then he kind of looked at me. There's funny. buildings, but is there buildings. a viable <laughs> church there, right? And Yes, and, and there's, a, there's a lot of great churches, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, there, there truly, truly is. But we look, at, we look at our county, Wayne County, where we're planting right now, Journey Community. We find that it's ranked 99 out of over 3,500 uh, 3, counties in the United States for opioid addiction. We find that the ratio of foster children um, uh, uh, that are living with grandparents or others uh, is higher than the national average by far. And mm-hmm. and so we, we started learning that 70% of the folks in this community don't attend church on the weekend, so they're un- unchurched or de-churched or um, uh, a lot of other uh, things there that folks, reasons that they don't go. So we started looking at their community saying, gosh, uh, what can we offer? What can we do? Uh, to fill in the gap. So what we didn't want to do with Journey is come into this community, Joe, and and just, you know, do the whole attractional model. Hey, we're cooler, we're hipper, right. uh, we've got all this right. new, you know, and, and just come to our church. Because the thing is, is is that brands do that, is, right. is they become cooler and tr- more trendy. And then the next thing you know, somebody else is more trendy and they change brands. I remember when Champion... You know the the brand champion right yeah. now that all the kids are raving over, and it's like a thousand dollars for a shirt. Right. Uh, it's, I don't know what the price is, more than I want to pay. But I remember when it was on the thir- back row of mm-hmm. of Kmart, right. and now it's on the front row of every athletic store. So, well, well guess so, what else is back in style? <laughs> Mullets. <laughs> so, you know, yes. some things uh, need to yes. need to stay in the eighties. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I had a glorious mullet. I mean, it was uh, it was amazing. You know, but you know, I'm I'm seeing kids today with mullets, and I'm thinking, do you even realize what you're doing? <laughs> so, and you're and you're right. But it almost I, I see churches today, Jamie. They almost look like a franchise. Mm-hmm. They all kind of look alike. Sure. You know, um, for some reason to. If you're hip and new, you're going to wear skinny jeans and a shirt, and you're going to wear a shirt that shows your tattoo and uh, all these things. And people think if you serve coffee and you have hip music and you blah, 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 then, you know, then you're cool and people want to come to your church. But, you know, that what are people coming for, you know? I mean, that's that's the thing. If, if they're coming for those things, then are, are they going to even be open to hear the gospel, or are we preaching some form of the gospel you know we, we think sometimes because people don't want to hear the gospel that that then there's something wrong with with and don't get me wrong we, we need to we need to speak the truth in love uh, we need to do what jesus did but the gospel is offensive you know sinners don't want to leave their sin because they want to be in their sin mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. darkness avoids to light because it exposes you know their sin, mm-hmm. and and that's the reason. Big, that's the reason for that. So, I think in our attempt, you know, uh, to get people to come because people aren't responding to the message that we're preaching, we 
we tried all these other things. Mm-hmm. It's never Jesus plus anything. Mm-hmm. You know, the the gospel is is repent and trust. Put your trust in Jesus as your savior. That's the gospel. Now, right. uh, you know we've that's it in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. You know, of course we we have to do that in love and humility and all those sure. things and meet people where they are, but. Right. Having lights, and, and again, not against lights. We have lights upstairs here, not any of those things. Those are not – people aren't uh, in their addiction because they didn't get to go to a church that had lights or the words up on the wall. That, that's not why that's happening at all. right? No, yeah. It, and again, not, not condemning those things. Yeah, those sure. things are fine. But again, we I think we, we need to take an honest look at where we are and where we're heading and see are we really – are we truly reaching people? Right. And I think, you know, we're married so many times to methods. And one of the things that, that I, I try to coach on as often as I can is never marry a method, uh, regard, right. irregardless of what that method is. Jesus gave us a good example of that when he would heal one blind man and he, he just told the, told the dude you're healed. The next blind man, he spat, he spat in his eye. Mm-hmm. The next blind man, I mean, so, so many of these different times that he healed the same sickness— he did it different ways, and he's illustrating there, guys. Don't get in a rhythm. Don't don't get in a rhythm. Move and 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 move to the need of that area. And so, as we launched Journey, one of the things we wanted to try to be uniquely is number one, we wanted to be friends with all of our neighbor churches, and we didn't want to go recruiting people from other churches to join right. ours. Ours is better, and all that. Uh, you know, transfer growth isn't growth. It is. Uh, it's not growth at all. It's just. It's like taking money out of your left pocket and putting it in your right pocket. Moving a butt from one seat to the other. What does that accomplish in the kingdom? And that's most of the growth in the American church. You know, 90% of it is transfer growth. And it's not growth. You know, I I try to tell people, I said, uh, you may not know this. Your church didn't grow. You just got the other church's problems, more than likely. So you ever pick the phone up and call up there and say, why do all these people leave and come down here? Remember, you you ever think about that? You might want to. You know, so it might be a good question to ask, you know, so. No, it's a, a what is it, exit interview? <laughs> the exit interview, exactly. No, but I, I, I've had a few of those. I, I truly believe, though, that if we go back, and you mentioned this, if we go back to Jesus' model, right, not a method, it's right. his model of, of reaching people. He identified each in each area as he traveled around the Sea of Galilee and all those little towns and different things. He would find the pain. He would find the marginalized. He would find the hurt. He would find the one that were neglected, etc. And he would find a way to plug into their need and serve them. That opened their ears. Then they listened. So what we want to do, we want to pass out a track and leave. That's easy. Dropping a track at a gas station, All sticking right. a track in a waitress' hand, sticking a track in the in the server's hand at the restaurant. You know, it's those are the easy things, right? But sitting, those things are okay, but they're, yeah, they they can't be the only thing. They can't be the you know the the main thing. You know, Jesus could have sent us a track, wow. and and you know, but he came himself, and I think he's he's a perfect model of yeah. Here's the track, but here's me. Well, and then you'll have the situation. I remember right here at the coffee shop one day, my brother-in-law and his wife were surprising their kids, and we were all there that they were going to go to Disney World. And they opened up a something, and it had a note or something in it, and his little boy says, what is it? I can't weed. So, you know, you think about, you know, God could have just sent us a, 
a Bible could have sent us a track. You think about the eunuch, you know, when, when God spoke to Philip to join, mm-hmm. he said, you know, get up in the, in the chariot and, and talk to the eunuch. He said, do you understand what you're reading? He said, how can I? Let somebody explain it to me. Yes. Who's this guy talking about him himself yes. or somebody else? Yes. And he was there to explain yep. the gospel to him and the text that he was reading. So I, I think one of the gaps, Joe, and you, you nailed it, is it, that folks have heard the gospel but they've never seen the gospel. Exactly. And I think our communities, the, the, the gaps in our community, they need to see the gospel on display. That's more than a Facebook Live. That's more than a video. That's, that's transitioning from butts and seats. This is our mantra, butts and seats to boots on streets, mm-hmm. to being able to go, go where the pain is. Go smell it. Go sit beside it. Go you know, experience that. And when you do, you're going to be hooked. Mm-hmm. Mission, when you've tasted it, is it, you'll never be tame again. Try. And, and I think that's one of the things we, so yeah, we definitely, we, we wanted to <clears throat> identify the, the gap, and then we wanted to identify the gifts uh, that would match the gap. So what we did, Joe, is we, we took a big whiteboard early on the plant team, and, and we took, um, we covered the walls in my house actually with a bunch of uh, sticky notes and and Gosh. so um, done a murder board. <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. Oh. The house was a mess, but uh, and we were a mess. We're still a mess. But uh, it, it it was it was pretty cool because we we identified the gaps right, and then we identified. We said, okay, here's our team. Here's the unique things we bring to the table. Here's the gifts we have. Not just singing and preaching. Who? Here, oh, you're a good carpenter. You're a good techie. You understand how to build a website. You love cooking. You love, I mean, all these things, right? right. So we just started listing these things, right, that, we, that gives us energy we love. And then we, we took and we started drawing lines from our gifts to the gap, gift to gap, gift to gap. And we said, oh, here's 10 ways that we can move into this community and serve a gap that nobody else is serving and, and reach people that no one else is reaching and do things no one else is doing. Not because we just want to be different, but because in our heart of hearts, we want to reach into the unreached and find them. That seventy percent—that's who we're after. You know, and again, we—we—I'm constantly challenging my, my my own thinking, Jamie. I don't—I don't know it all. I don't have it all figured out, and and I'm I'm missing it in a lot of areas, and I'm convicted in a lot of the other areas of my life. There's a lot of ways I'm falling short. There there may be a couple things I'm doing right. I don't know yet, but but I, I'm just saying. I I think. If anybody out there would just, I, I tell people all the time, can't we have an honest conversation? I mean, why is it forbidden to even talk about? I don't, I don't get that. I don't know why we can't have an honest conversation and say, you know, what are we doing? Uh, what are we doing that's um, of impact in our community? Yeah. And and if we're not, you know, and how many people? And I, you know, I know a lot of people that, for example, have a, you know, I have a guys like my son and he was working with some youth here at the coffee shop and he was kind of discouraged there wasn't many of them and mm-hmm. and he said you know i'm trying to do worship and do every, all this stuff and i said why don't you sit down and talk to him you know you don't you don't have to mm-hmm. get on the stage and play a song and I, just sit down and have a conversation yep. talk mm-hmm. to these kids you know you're in a coffee shop make a make a latte make mm-hmm. a iced coffee sit down have a conversation and, you know, he said, man, that's, 
later on that, that changed everything. Kids started talking, they started opening up, and and uh, you know I, I just want to encourage people out there. Maybe you're trying to fit the mold. You know, yeah. the thing about creators is they don't use molds. No, there's that's why there's no two human beings that's ever lived that's the same, mm-hmm. because God's a creator, and He doesn't use molds. You know, you've heard the saying, went well, when God made him, he threw the mold away. No, he never used the mold. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to fit in the mold and you're frustrated and you're aggravated, maybe you, maybe you, you can't do worship. Maybe you're you're not techie. Maybe you don't have lights and sound and like that. And you know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Just be you mm-hmm. and be who God wanted you to be. Mm-hmm. And the people in in your church find out what God's gifted them to do and just. Find the gap and do it. Yeah. And I think Paul put it well uh, when he said that, uh, you know, becoming all things, you know, to all people. So whatever whatever we need, whatever our community needs, right, I'm not married to a method. I can't be. That's right. Because my method can become idolatry. Amen. And I think that that's dangerous ground, I think, that the American church has trudged upon through the years. And there are things that are sacred that were never, ever meant to be sacred. And there are things deemed sacred and spiritual that are so secular that, Amen. you know, it's just like genre. There's there's no genre in, in worship, right. worshiping the king of kings and style. And, and so I, I worry sometimes that we've, we've shifted away from substance and we've shifted to style. And we've shifted to away from truth and on to trends. And I worry that we've shifted away from from being what our community needs us to be in order to reach them into we're going to be this and because we Googled it and it's the, what they're doing and it worked in Australia, so it's going to work in Mahaler in Eastern Kentucky. Right. You know, if I've, got a, if I've got to play a banjo to reach somebody for the, for the kingdom, then bless God, I'll play a, I will never play a banjo because I can't. But I will find a banjo player, <laughs> yeah, I and I will, I will plug them into that gap. So whatever it is that our community needs. So, you know, what, what we're finding is that what Journey, what Monticello needs is somebody to listen. Amen. And our best conversations have been on a park bench. Our, that's the best pulpit, the best the best platform has been the the park bench right. uh and and so um and, and 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 we're trying to find active ways to serve and plug others into serving other people so we 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 spent the first um the first year in a literally in a park we didn't have a building uh it didn't have a place to go um then uh we we just transitioned into an old coffee shop and we refused to have rows it's a long story we we have tables instead of rows. Um, very sp- specific reasons why uh, we want community and not uh, entertainment or, or spectators. Right. And that's so, right. we, you know, that's kind of what we wanted. Not not if somebody has rows, they're bad people. But for us and our community's need, we needed uh, they need well, they need somebody to listen. So, well, again, go, going back to when you you know you began this, you, it's just having the conversations. Yeah. Uh, looking at the need, looking at the gaps, okay? And now, if you've done that where you live, that's all we're saying, Jamie. Yeah. Can we just can we just have an honest conversation? Yeah. When, when you started your church, took over your, whatever you did, whatever you're doing on Sunday, have you ever even sat down and said, why do we do what we do? Mm. Why, why do I get up and come do this? Mm. You know, you're talking about idolatry earlier. I think 
the great best definition I know of idolatrous is, is anything we look to for answers that only God can provide right. is an idol. Mm-hmm. So if you think, you know, your program is is the answer mm-hmm. or you think your music is the answer, you think the lie or you think the way you're, you, you know, you teach or preach your sermons is the answers. That's not the answer. The mm-hmm. answer is Jesus. Yes. And yes. I think we, we've all done it. I, I look and I think we we don't realize how much we've allowed the culture to um, influence the church. Uh, we we all have, you know, and we're all guilty, and we're all we've all in some way or another have have allowed that to influence the way that we do things. But um, we're about out of time today, uh, Jamie. And if you don't mind, stick around. There's so many other things that's going on. I, I really want to talk a little bit about uh, Billy Beans when we get that. I think sure. this is a really cool idea, and I'm pretty excited about it. But uh, for those of you that want to uh, get in touch with uh, Journey Community Church, you can go to journey-community.net Correct. and uh, get on their website, see some of the things that they're doing. If you live in the Lake Cumberland area, you want to get involved in what they're doing, uh, want to see what's going on in Monticello, that's a good place to start. Or you said you could email you, Jamie, how? It's a, a jcouch05 at gmail.com. All right. So if you're out there driving and listening, don't write that down. Just uh, <laughs> go by and uh, check them out online. But uh, appreciate everybody tuning in today to another podcast of The Real Life Living in the Here and Now. Uh, we'll see you again next week. And until then, just remember to keep it real. Thank you for joining the Real Life Podcast. You can subscribe to our program anywhere podcasts are available. Stay up to date by subscribing to our show. Join us next week as we tackle real life together.